Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Tim and Tony podcast, and uh, my name is Tim LaDuke. And my name is Tony Felix. So, Tony, we've been getting a lot of early feedback on the episode we just did on the 2010s pod. A lot of people are wondering um, what's up with the piano. And and here's all I got to say to you, you people, that I'm, I'm multi-talented. I'm much more talented than, than you people think. Not only do I provide you with great content, but I can do a podcast and play the piano simultaneously at the same time. <laughs> no, but the, the, the truth is, and um, is that the jackass who edited it, meaning me, um, messed up on some of the audio things that we were trying to put in. And then as I was listening to it, it was so soothing and relaxing. And I had this thought, like, not only are we making you smarter with what we're talking about in the podcast, but classical music has been proven in several studies to make you smarter and make you focus harder. So we're just really like combining those two things together. And I, I, I think it's beautiful. What are your thoughts, Tony respond to America? Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. And you know, it was a good addition to that podcast and overall pretty happy with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so today we're going to do something that's more sports focused and we may just rename this podcast, the Tony podcast, because I'm assuming I'm going to get about 5% of the words in here. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about um, this guy. He plays football. You may have heard of him, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, he's a former Patriots quarterback. Wow. Wow. He uh, once upon a time played for the Patriots and, uh, I'm just trying to tee up Tony. <laughs> Tony is a lifelong Patriots fan, and I want to give him the floor and let him kind of pitch Tom Brady on why he should or should not return to the Patriots. You have the floor, Tony. All right. So, Tom, we in Patriots Nation, we love you. We don't want to see you go anywhere else, um, but – with that being said, I just wanted to, for the listeners, kind of couch this discussion and kind of focus it and really show you guys how much I care about this. So for some, for some background, I was sitting watching the Patriots-Titans games uh, the last wildcard round. And, you know, I'm watching and it's not going great and then we inevitable or we end up losing. For the rest of America, by the way, this was going very well for us. But yeah, okay, continue. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm sad, but you know, can't get to every Super Bowl every single year, which you know, now yeah, you, we now we kind of got a flavor of how you know actually how you Tim, how you well, as a Cardinal fan feel the thing all is, the time. The thing is, Tony, is that you guys got caught cheating a little bit earlier this year than you normally do. Normally, it comes around the playoffs, um, but this time it, uh, we actually caught you filming in the middle of the season, which was nice. Anyways, um, I, he- I heard the that, Astros. That- I heard the Astros were just filming a documentary. You did not hear that, but anyways, to get back to what was the most important thing. So I watched this game, and it ends sit there i'm waiting for tom brady to take the podium and watch it and all that stuff and it occurred to me that every single living human being that i talk to is going to text me say oh you know 
this might have been Brady's last game. So instead of responding to every single person with an individual text, what I decided to do was to write sort of a statement and to just send it out to everyone who gave a shit. So, and I kind of, I wanted to start out this podcast by reading it to kind of get the listeners to understand where I'm coming from. So to whom it may concern these last 20 years, very impersonal, but see, no. Okay. (laughs) If you're if if we're gonna be interjecting to every portion, okay, you know what? I'll start it differently. So Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. How's that? How's that? Does that sound? It's better a little bit me? more personal. Yeah. Yeah. There sure. we go. These last twenty years have been anything and everything I could have asked for. This statement is not being made because it's over. This statement is being made because of that very fact. 20 years and we're still asking the question whether or not it's over. Tom Brady is my favorite athlete of my life and I'd love to see someone try and top. Whatever Tom Brady decides to do will be just that, his decision. He has earned the right to do whatever the hell from this point forward. He owes nothing to anybody in the Patriots faithful. He's given us everything he's had over these last two decades. Do I hope he comes back? Absolutely and unequivocal yes. Will he? It's completely up to him and the organization to figure that out. We know one thing. Tom Brady is the greatest ever and still has that greatness left in the tank. Watching this game on January 4th, 2020, he made some throws that reminded me of the playoff run last year and some outside throws like it was 2007. We know another thing. Bill Belichick is going to do whatever is best for the Patriots going forward. Do I think those plans include Tom Brady? Yes. Does he? Time will tell. In short, thank you, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. May this be a speed bump in our run towards Super Bowl 55. If it's not, I have not enjoyed watching any single person more these past 20 years. I still have the youth extra small jersey that my parents got for me once I fell in love with your play so long ago. As I sit here wearing my slightly bigger Tom Brady number 12 jersey, I bid the Patriots 2019-2020 Super Bowl pursuit adieu. Additionally, thank you Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and the entire New England Patriots organization. These last 20 years have been foundational in my love for sport and specifically the New England Patriots. This is goodbye for now. We, will, we now wait and see what Tom Brady will bring to us in the coming months. Again, thank you, Tom. You are a joy to watch. A joy I hope to continue to watch in Patriots jersey come September. A lifelong Tom Brady and New England Patriots fan, Tony Felix. Yeah, so for those of you who haven't turned on the pod, turned off the podcast yet and are still listening, this is when it's going to actually get good. So what I want to ask you is, Tony, Brady's pretty rich, right? Like not super rich because, you know, the, the Patriots have been skimping on his salary for a little while, but he's pretty rich. Yeah. Why does he get such shitty plastic surgery? Wow. Because okay. he, he looks like the evil uglier twin of 
the Tom Brady that I watched like five years ago. Like his hair's darker, his face is super narrow. It kind of you know, creeps me when, the fuck out. Well, you know, when you're when you're living the TV twelve lifestyle like he is, and you have some of the best health professionals getting you to the point where you're still in the peak performance level at the age of forty three, you know, you're just gonna look different than other people. And so you that know, dude I, is I get bad. I get that, that you don't understand it. That dude has had okay. like more plastic surgery than I think just about anyone on planet Earth. And I, I disagree. And that's okay. And that's that's fine. But he's amazing and he's just healthy. <laughs> so here's what I what I want to talk about with Brady. Um, this has obviously been a never ending story that has only sort of increased now that we virtually have nothing to talk about. <laughs> um Brady only has a limited set of options that he can actually do. And so when I was preparing for this pod today and I was thinking about what could motivate him to leave or or, or rather what is motivating him to go through this right now, I actually found it mildly charming because what I, what I kind of saw was that Tom Brady isn't that much different than the rest of us. He's got a boss who's a total dick, who's a total dick to him all the time, who never gives him the adequate praise that he wants. And all he wants is to be appreciated and, and to get a pay bump. I, I, I felt it very relatable. Not, not for my own personal life. I personally love the boss that I've, I'm working for right now. But, I mean, you can kind of see all of these normal human traits that we kind of have never as- associated with Brady. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that we haven't seen out of him just because he's been the go- good soldier up until this point and he's just kind of given whatever or he's kind of just taken whatever the organization's given him and, you know, it's all just been in the effort of winning a championship. This is the first time that we're seeing him kind of deviate from that. It's, it's, I don't, I don't want to say disappointing because again, he can do whatever he wants and he has more than earned the right to play out his options and see what those are. But it, it's, it's very stressful. So I want to ask you, you know, the news comes out today that the Titans lit $118 million on fire. Oh, just, and, I'm, just and I'm just wondering. Lit it, lit it absolutely on fire. Will you be able to live your, with yourself with Tom Brady backing up Ryan Tannehill? Wow. Um, well, that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> he's he's going to go he, wherever he ends up going, whether that be back to New England or elsewhere. <laughs> It's going to be to start, it's going to be to play great, and it's going to be to win a championship. Here's my case for for why I really don't think the Patriots should do this. Because I actually think that for once, they might be close to or at the highest bidder point. Because I think Robert Kraft sort of irrationally uh, loves Tom. Um, well, there's there's been a lot of reports that that Kraft is letting Belichick do what Belichick needs to do, right? Whether like, you whether whether you take stock in that or not, but those are the reports. Just like he let Belichick do what he wants to do with Garoppolo, kind of hey, similar. Maybe to that. 
I mean, we Garoppolo wasn't playing that great in the in the, oh! the in the playoffs. Oh, so, you're I feeling mean, you're feeling a little it, spicy about that actually now. Hey, I mean, maybe it was who, a good trade. <laughs> maybe won, you won who, that trade. I mean, Tim, who won the Super Bowl this past year? It was the Chiefs, right? It wasn't the Niners. I'm just, wow. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is you're like exhibiting the exact behavior why all of America just detests. And, Patriots and, fans. And might I just add, they were essentially a running team for you know the last the last portion of the season, and that's how they got to the Super Bowl was not on the arm of Jimmy Garoppolo. But you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. Okay. This is ridiculous. But back to my point. What I'm saying is is that this narrative that Randy Moss really started after the Titans loss that you just need to get Brady a bunch of help and he'll be fine. That's literally the case for like half of the quarterbacks in this league. Maybe not Jameis Winston because he had like unbelievable weapons and still was mediocre, entertaining, but mediocre. See, but it's essentially but... the case. It's, it's the case for Ryan Tannehill. It's the case for Sam Darnold. It's, it's the case for Derek Carr. If you, if you put excellent weapons around him, he'll be fine. Like that's not, but that, but that's not what Randy Moss was saying. That's not, not worth thirty million dollars. No, no. But that, but that's not what Randy Moss is saying. He's not saying that they'll be fine. He's saying that they will contend for a Super Bowl because that, that's the difference. If you give Ryan Tannehill adequate weapons, they'll make a run. They'll have some fun, and they'll do what they did last year, which is you know contend. But in New England, being quote unquote fine means being in the Super Bowl and winning. So when when he says that he means as long as you give him adequate weapons, which they tried to, if if everything had worked out from the beginning of the season, he would have had adequate weapons. We saw a very high powered offense at the beginning of the year against the Steelers, Dolphins, etc. <laughs> the Dolphins, and then yeah, okay. I'm hey, the schedule was what the schedule was. We absolutely <laughs> yeah. torched the Steelers yeah, you, with it, with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's fine. You guys but, lit the Dolphins on fire. Congratulations. Yeah, but we – and it wasn't just the Dolphins. It was also the Steelers with Roethlisberger. So, I mean, you know, it's with from the inf- beginning of the season, when we had those weapons, the offense was great. I mean, yeah, you signed an insane person. You were so confident yeah, no, in those I, weapons. Hey, Hey, you know, had Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon worked out, that's a huge if. But we they tried, and it didn't necessarily work out. Muhammad Sanu was hurt, and same with Edelman. And, you know, I'm hoping that coming into next year we'll have some more weapons. Here's all I'll say about Brady is that one of the teams that he's been heavily connected to, the Chargers, I, I, I will actually lose a lot of respect for him if he goes and does that. For just the simple fact of that nobody gives a damn about that team. And it's just so clearly a money play when he frankly doesn't need it. And far be it for me to tell someone when they don't need money, but he doesn't need it. If he goes there, if he comes to L.A., a team that just nobody gives a shit about here. Like the uh, Clippers. Yeah, well, worse than the Clippers. I mean, just nobody cares. They're playing in, like, empty stadiums. And that bigger stadium's only going to accentuate those problems. I don't think Tom Brady, coming here at 43 years of age, is going to all of a sudden make L.A. a Chargers town. 
And not to mention the fact that most of the quote unquote weapons that people talk about over in uh, over in the Chargers locker room, they're hurt every year. I mean, it's not it's it's not like those weapons are going to be more avail more or less available than the weapons that we have here. And if you really want to get down to it, I mean, the coaching staff, it's not even close. The offensive line, it's not even close. The defense, it's definitely not even close. So really, you're talking about the receiving core led by Keenan Allen, and he's hurt all the time. He was healthy this past year, but it's it's not like – I was about to say San Diego. It's not like the Chargers have this just dearth of weapons on their team. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and that's why I think it would just be – like malpractice for him to go there. I think it would be absolutely insane. I know that they just made that big trade for a guard, and this is supposedly a really good tackle draft coming up. You know, if we even have the draft, I know that's really a bleak outlook, but you know, if we have the draft, it's supposed to be a, a super heavy uh, tackle draft this year, and they've committed to drafting someone like that for him. All that makes sense, except for he's going to, like finish his career playing in obscurity because he wants to make 10 million extra dollars as opposed to competing for championships in a city that loves sports just irrationally. Well, and I, that's what he's going to do. That's nuts. It is nuts because I mean, the reports again, what we have to work off of are the reports, whether you believe them or not is one thing, but it's it's being reported that the Patriots are willing to go to thirty million two years, like thirty million each year for two years. I can't imagine there's going to be many teams outside of the paint drinking uh, uh, team that we've got out in Tampa Bay. Oh no, I've got thoughts on them. Save I've, that. I, yeah, Tuck I mean, that away. Other, than, other than them, I don't know of any team that's willing to even really go higher than. 60 million over two years i i just i i'm very confused as to why it's still taking this long yeah and the the other thing with brady is that like i want him to leave just selfishly because i i want to see patriots fans miserable but when, when i think of it from his perspective it's like you're 20 years in at this point and we just saw how an entire city reacted to the death of Kobe Bryant and, and what he meant to people in this city, whether they like sports or not, Brady's sort of that figure. In oh, he's, he's, he's completely that figure. I mean, when I, my dad and I went to a game, uh, not this past season, but the previous season, it was actually against the chargers. Um, and you know, we get to the stadium a couple hours early and we're kind of walking around. It's, I mean, you and I go to sporting events pretty regularly. Yeah. We sit in the North 40, but we go. Yeah. And it's generally, you know, the, what the jerseys that people are wearing, it's generally not, it's, you generally have a good mix in new England. I mean, it's, roughly 80 percent if not 90 percent page uh tom brady jerseys Mm -hmm. like it's 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 like a cult following every single he runs out for the warm-ups and the stadium loses his mind he's the most and yeah but like what i'm trying to say is that he is the most beloved athlete 
in the most insane sports town in the country. And it pains me to admit that, but the most like fever pitch, fervent fan base that exists, he is the number one athlete there. Larry Bird obviously will always have his place there, but he doesn't like belong to them because he spent so much time with the Pacers post-retirement. Bill Russell, for very legitimate reasons, was never really a part of the community again from basically the 70s until recently. And lar- largely because of <laughs> them not accepting him. Yeah, no, obviously. yeah, no, th- like totally valid reasons for, for him taking that stance. I mean, Poppy sort of, I guess, has that, but not like Brady. Well, and it was much, it, it, Poppy wasn't, it, it was because of the cult of personality and the playoff runs they had and all that stuff. It wasn't because Poppy was the greatest first baseman in the history of baseball. It wasn't because of the level of dominance over a two-decade span that they had with Poppy. It, right. Tom Brady, the, the, the way that people talk about him and the way that people react to every single thing he does, it's as though he is a walking god. And it's, it, it's, it's like nothing else I've ever seen. I mean, in that game he you know escapes a sack and gets a two-yard run he gets up and everyone just acts like he just walked on water right and in a lot of ways brady encapsulates that sort of boston fuck you underdog attitude and i don't think like he and and we see this with players that end up meaning this much to a city i mean you see it with duncan in san antonio you saw it with lebron to some extent in ohio Although I do think that LeBron's more of like an L.A. personality guy who happened to be born in Ohio. (laughs) Um, You see it with Kobe in L.A. where they just take on the personality of the city. And I think that Brady's done that better or just as well as any athlete that we've seen over the last, at at least since I've been alive and certainly over the last several decades. Yeah, his his pick 199 sort of mindset and being able to name all six of the quarterbacks that were taken ahead of him, which any self-respecting Patriots fan can absolutely do on the drop of a hat. I mean, it's, it's just different. And the way that, you know, and it fits that city. It it fits the city completely because it's like, Oh, you think you're better than me and all that, all, all that stuff. He is the personification and a a perfect example of what it really means to be that type of a sports fan. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, I want to kind of talk about the other teams that that he's been connected to. And I want to go to the next one, which I find utterly and completely ridiculous. And that's the Raiders who are moving to Las Vegas this season. Here's the thing. It's just that when I think of, when, when I'm betting on sports, I try to figure out the result that I'm betting on. Is it a plausible narrative the next day? Like, can I see this in a newspaper headline? And with the Raiders, like, what Brady's going to go play with Chucky? With who? With a bunch of asshats in Oakland with an owner who's the poorest owner in professional sports who can't afford to pay Khalil Mack? When well, he's he'd up. probably bring and he'd probably bring Antonio Brown back with him. Yeah, no, well, they would be the team that would do it. <laughs> that that is a yeah. good point. Is that they would be the team that would be like, "Hey, we're sorry, AB, like, come on back." 
which I get. But you're going to go, like, seriously, you're going to go play for the poorest owner in sports in this stadium that they had the county pay for. I mean, by the way, I, I think football in Vegas is going to work, and I think it's going to be a big deal. And I think that having Brady there would be a huge draw and, and would be great for them. But I just don't see it. That team's awful. The coach is awful. Like, how? Yeah, how is, he thinks Belichick's a dick. Like, try playing for Gruden, who's a dick and incompetent. And, you know, knock on wood if you're with me, if you agree with that. But, and, you know, that's a joke from Hard Knocks this past right, year. Right, but right. It's, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I just, that I don't understand because if he's truly, and, you know, they're, Every single year he doesn't win the championship. There's all these reports of like, oh, there's already a clock that's counting down to the next Super Bowl. If that's what Tom Brady really wants to do, you, you get 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 the hell out of here with going to the Raiders. I mean, that's not that that's not going to happen. And another their thing, defense, their look, offensive line is horrible. He's 43. Their off their offensive line is terrible. Their coaching is subpar at best. And to think that you're going to be able to contend. With that team, I mean that's also what I I, I find that very 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 dubious about. You're going to play against Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Awesome, that's great. That seems like a smart decision. No, what are you talking about? I I I mean I will say just for the record that we do have a winning record against. Okay, okay, but but like that's. I mean, he can't he can't look at that situation (laughs) as being like, yeah, I'm going to go into the Patrick Mahomes division. This is going to be great. Like, yeah, no, not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I I very heavily doubt that he's going to the Raiders, especially with their their public position with backing Derek Carr and all that. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and that kind of brings me to to the third team that he's been sort of connected to. And this one, I actually think might be the most ridiculous one. And given the first two that we've talked about, that's kind of impressive, which is the Tampa Bay Bucks, with Bruce Arians, who, in my opinion, has been the most overrated coach that we've had over the past decade. Uh, and you're speaking as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking <laughs> as a guy who watched, who watched him for several years. This guy's all-or-nothing style is completely bullshit. And it only worked for one season, and then people saw it and adjusted, and they eviscerate him the next two seasons after that. Well, and not only did they eviscerate him, but that was one of the worst games in a conference championship that I think we've ever seen. Right, and that was the year that it was allegedly working. Yeah, And if you watch them in games that year against like really competent teams like the Seahawks, the Seahawks would just dismantle them because they were just smarter. They weren't falling for it. I mean, they were playing like a third or fourth place schedule that year. Nobody wants to hear me talk about the Cardinals. But <laughs> Bruce, the thing with, with, with Arians, first of all, he, he is a consumer of paint, as I understand it. Yes. Oh, oh no. Not only just as you understand, as he explains. Which is akin to being like an anti-vaxxer, in my opinion. It's just kind of nonsensical and you're going to die from it. And it's kind of insane. So you've got an insane person as a coach. You've got, uh, by the way, this is probably the best offensive option for him. Like the best offense that's in place 
right now. Uh, today. Other than the Patriots. Well, other than the Patriots. No, I would argue they're better. Yes. I mean, I would argue with Josh McDaniels, it's still a better it's still a better offensive situation. The offensive line, the fact that you're going to be winning the position or the field position battle with that great defense. I, I, I don't think it's really that close, but go, but go ahead. I mean, the thing with the McDaniels thing is so interesting is that all these teams have been trying to posture to get Brady and none. I mean, there wasn't even a report that McDaniels was interviewed. Well, that's because of what happened Last year. Oh, yeah, where, like, Belichick has some video of him doing something super inappropriate that he's like, hey, no, hey, I, you, you can't leave no, see, or I'm going to release this. <laughs> no, see, the thing is, is, Tim, the Patriots, they have this aura about him, about them. Um, and, you know, when you go to try and leave, and McDaniels will know because he already tried to leave. He went to the uh, Broncos and then subsequently got fired and came crawling back to the Patriots. These these people, and you see it all the time, they they always come back. And the, the fact that Josh McDaniels hasn't been getting reached out to, it's because now no one trusts him to actually leave. Yeah, with, which is what happened with the Colts, and I totally get that. But if these teams were serious... Like, if the Chargers were serious about this, you just give the godfather an offer to McDaniels. I mean, yeah, I mean and what do that's you, one, and that, what do you have to no, lose? No, that's one of the things. Like, if Brady doesn't come. That was come, one of the things that I was scared about. If Brady doesn't come, you now have McDaniels. Like, congratulations, you have a better coach. And there was no reports yeah. of him being even interviewed by any of these teams. And so, the biggest problem with all three of these teams, and not to say that, I mean, anywhere he goes is going to be a drop-off in the coaching that he has now. But none of these teams have even stable coaches at no. the helm. They they have like insane people. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I, I wouldn't say the Chargers have insane people, but just not not a very. They have good an insane owner. Front office. Yes, yes, they have an insane. Yeah, owner. that counts for something. I mean, <laughs> and they're and they're playing in a soccer in a soccer stadium that they can't even fill up with their own fans. Right. And, you know, so those are the, kind of the three top teams that are getting mentioned. And, but there, there obviously is a fourth one out there that, that I want to discuss, which is America's team, America's former team, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I have a hard time with this one because – Well, no, no, no one's reporting it. Um, the only people that are talking about it are on morning sports talk shows. Yes, it, but – it is the only other team where they have a good enough team in place and they have an opening at the quarterback position because Tennessee is now filled. Tennessee's now filled. The $118 million I man. Say that... Good luck with that <laughs> shit, by the way. I'm sure it'll work out great. Yeah. Through, I think it was 74 yards in the game against yeah, us. But it, regardless, it's going to work out great. Regardless of that, I mean – Mike McCarthy's their coach, the man who squandered Aaron Rodgers uh, throughout his entire career and won a Super Bowl. Just yeah, but one the thing one. With McCarthy is is that he definitely takes like a hands off approach, and we saw him do that with Rodgers, and that may be what Brady wants. That's a good. It's a good point. I just, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I really don't because, you know, great offensive line. 
can protect him. Sure, but but here's the thing. All the reports keep saying that Giselle, obviously Brady's wife, wants to move to New York. Well, I mean, they have moved to New York. And she, you know, wants to live in the Northeast. None of these teams are in the Northeast. If he goes to Vegas, if he goes to Tampa, if he goes to, you know, Carson City, if he goes to Dallas, none of them are even remotely close to the Northeast. Well, I mean, Tony, I I don't want to get People Magazine on our ass, but are we sure that Brady loves his wife? Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just, 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 just yeah, stop. we're gonna we're gonna cut that out later. By the way, <laughs> yeah. But it's th- there's one team that makes sense. There's one team. If okay, so if what you want to do is if you want to win a championship, if you want it to be the path of least resistance, if you want it to be the most familiar, if you want it to, you know. If you want to have the best offensive situation you can have, if you want to have the best complementary defensive situation you want to have, if you want the best coaching staff, if you want to be in the just in the geographic area of the world that your wife wants to be in, there's one team. There is one team that's New England Patriots. Yeah, and that's my problem with all this is that I really do believe that there's more than just smoke here. It really does seem like Brady's unhappy and pissed off and feels like he's been slighted. I mean, going back to last year where you see him sell the house, which is clearly a middle finger. I it's clearly say that. a middle I finger. I mean it But but the thing is, like he, he definitely seems like he's upset with what's going on there. He definitely seems like he wants out, but he's got nowhere to go. And this is sort of a, the thing in the NFL, right? Where there's so little player movement with with the major marquee players that you just it, it's, it's just so much different than the NBA. These teams aren't like thinking two years ahead. Oh, maybe we'll get Brady in the 2020 offseason type thing. Like you see the Knicks trying to do with Giannis a couple years in advance. You just don't see that kind of preparation and planning. You just see these emphasis, em- emphasis. on yeah, And you see all these like last minute <laughs> scramble attempts at the very, very end. And it, it kind of leaves him with, with no good option because nobody was planning on this. Yeah, I it just it it baffles my mind to see all these all these articles saying like oh the Tampa Bay Bucks are gonna be doing an all out push like with what? So they okay, so they've got a a very good receiving core. What else? They don't have anything else. They don't have a good coaching staff, they don't have a good offensive line, they don't have a a good running game, they don't have a good defense. I, 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 I just don't. Plus, it. like, he would be knocked down. I mean, not not knocked down. Like, like New England, Boston, they're always going to love him, like, unconditionally. But he's going he's oh, gonna to yes. take, like, a notch or two off of that love to go play in fucking Tampa Bay. In We're, Florida. You're not, you're not, winning, with, you're not winning a like, championship there. But I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, if he goes to Vegas, if he goes to the Chargers, if he goes to Tampa Bay – He's not winning a championship. Like you're gonna go live in the swamp he, with he's all the just crazies. Not. Yeah, he's just <laughs> not. There's one team that, like, okay, let's say he stays. What's gonna happen? They're gonna win the division again. They're probably gonna get a bye, and now you're two wins away from another Super Bowl. Especially when like, you get I, someone I, like I, that. I just don't when get you it. get someone like that who's so obsessed with your team, 
and hasn't really shown those same propensities of some guys that are just a little bit younger than him, where they're always kind of looking for the next thing. Where Brady is just clearly, so clearly a creature of habit. It, it's just un, unfortunately for me, it's just so hard to see him, see him going anywhere else. I mean, the only other option, and this hasn't been talked about nearly enough. And I think it hasn't been talked about because it would be sort of unprecedented. And that's that he just retires. That it... So here's, here's my thing with that. I love Tom Brady as I'm that, you know, two minutes into this podcast, every single person that was listening understands that, but, What I I don't want to do, what I unequivocally do not want to do, is see him in another uniform. If he decides to hang it up, so be it. The man... I will will love him for the rest of my life. He gave me 20 years. He's going to do whatever he's going to do. Do I think he's going to retire? No. No. I don't either, because I think he's insane. I think that, I mean, honestly, like... I, I personally think that he should. I mean, when you see some of the stuff that Giselle's talked about pretty openly about how many times he's been concussed in these big games and stuff, it's like, yeah. it's like, dude, like it's not just only one more year. Like this one more year could literally be the difference of like tacking off like five years or tacking on like five years to the end of your life or more, like, my, you know? I just, I, I worry of where, when is he going to see an end point? And, you know, he, he said, Oh, I'm going to play until I suck. I don't, I, I don't think he's ever going to identify in himself that he sucks. Yeah. And this year he didn't, he said he, that he, didn't. he said, oh, I want to play till I'm 45. I look, I, nobody is going to talk shit about him if he doesn't do that. He's already he's already no. done things that we've never seen. Like nobody's coming at him except for the Twitter trolls. It's like, oh, you only played through forty three. Like, fuck off, dude. You've never done anything in your life. <laughs> I mean, the dude won an MVP at the age of thirty nine. He won a Super Bowl at the age of forty two. I, I, he's. This was the first Super Bowl that he's missed. Since I believe 2016, I mean it's he's not bad. In fact, he's one of the better. He's still a top ten quarterback in the league at the age of fucking 43. I like he can still do it. He can still play. I just hope that it's in New England. And if if it is in New England, I we're going to be competing for a Super Bowl. We're going to be competing for a championship. And might I remind you, we won the division last year. Like, we haven't lost the division since he tore his ACL <laughs> in a year that we still won 11 games. Right. Like, in, in, a se- we, in a season that he's played more than two series, uh, other than 2008, we've only not won the division in one year. And that was 2002. Yeah. Like, I mean, the I, only thing that I, I can I, say that I think – this has been understated and I know we're going to do our next pod is going to be entirely on this basically, but the CBA that just got announced today where they're going to be increasing the games to 17 starting, not this upcoming season, but the season after they're, 
they're allowed to extend the playoffs by two teams starting this year in this most immediate year. And so I know that he yeah. doesn't look at it like this, but it's going to be even more. There's just even more risk for him putting his body out there over the next few years. It's not a bad time to I, walk away. I, yeah. I mean, the th- here's the problem though. It's every single indication, including, but not limited to the Hulu commercial, <laughs> um, the Hulu, Super which was weird. <laughs> it was great. I was there for it. Um, but I'm, it definitely doesn't seem like he's retired. I, I don't, this year and if but but if that doesn't happen if he does play this year then he's one year away from that magical number 45 and so i think i i I do think that he is at a minimum going to give it his best shot to be a productive quarterback into his age 45 season and i think that he will succeed especially if he's in new england now if he goes to the chargers if he goes to tampa they might kill him with how bad they are. So I, I, I don't know. But if he's in New England and he decides to play this next year in New England, I do think that he will play in his for, age 45 season. And I do think that the team's still going to be good. Our defense is amazing. It was the number one defense in the league. So I, I don't see a steep drop-off. I mean, like I said in the letter, there were some throws this year and in this, uh, in this season – that were just, wow, like he still has it. And, you know, maybe he doesn't have it every single throw, but he has it in the throws that he needs. Right. Like the Rams Super Bowl, he makes that beautiful throw to Gronk, and that's what won the game. And, you know, that's what we need. You know, I I know I keep kind of harping on this towards the end, but if you're Brady – in 2020, again, assuming that everything eventually goes back to normal, but – in 2020, if he just meaning the se- meaning going back to normal, meaning the season starts. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about like society as a whole. Like if you're if you're Brady <laughs> in 2020, you can make just as much money as you're going to make this off season if you just put your whole heart and soul into this like health and fitness thing that he's doing. Like like if Tom Brady goes and buys a car dealership and opens it up in New England somewhere. It's instantly the most popular car dealership out there. Well, okay, so this is actually a perfect segue into something that I did want to talk about. Um, 199 Productions that got announced a couple yep. days ago. This, and it's been, it, it was theorized um, a couple weeks ago by, a, by other much more uh, listened to podcasters, but I mean, there's this theory going around that he started this production company and that's the reasoning for this whole free agency courtship situation that we have. And it's not, he's not actually leaving. He's just trying to, you know, get good content, which, Hey, you know, God love him. And as long as it ends up with him being in new England, I won't hold me. Right. The Julian Edelman thing. Where he's saying, no, he's not, when Edelman's like, he's coming back, and Brady's like, no, he's not. Uh, so that's that was debunked. Um, I know you don't really care, but he was he was talking to a coach that was sitting next to him. Um, it, he wasn't responding to was Julian Edelman. Was it the same Edelman, coach that was filming you know. the Brown sidelines? 
Wow. Um, you guys are just wi- well, you guys are just ready you know, and willing to believe anything. That that's what I really love and respect. Well, no, about because you guys. here's you're just you're you're ready here's and willing to believe anything. He's so clearly mouse. No, he's not. <laughs> in response to Edelman talking, that it's unbelievable, and you guys are like on these deep Reddit threads debunking them. Uh no, we're not on a deep Reddit thread. There was an enhanced uh, audio of <laughs> of it, and it clearly showed that he wasn't referring to Edelman. But right. that, that's beside the point. It's beside the point because he's not leaving. He's staying in New England, and we're going to win Super Bowl Fifty Five, and we're going to think back to this off season, and we're going to laugh. All right, Tony. Well, I think when we were deciding about whether or not we were going to make a podcast, we sort of had this topic as like a reason to do it, just to just for you to be able to have this opportunity. This is the reason that you're in the podcasting business right here. Yeah, it it was very cathartic. And again, if I may just uh, take the 40 again to address uh, Mr. Brady himself, Tom, please, please stay. Like, we, we love you. We will support you in anything that you do. But please, I just for us, I you don't you, we don't deserve any more from you. But if you are going to play, please just stay. We love you. and We don't want to see you go anywhere else. Well, I think I've had enough and I want to go throw up now. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to we're going to end the pod uh, there for today. Um, I just want to encourage you guys to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. We're going to have a lot of really fun uh, content coming out over the next few weeks. Um, We're going to be trying to put out about two episodes a week, but it'll be at least one. Um, Tony, where can people find you on TikTok? I mean, Instagram. (laughs) Or TikTok. Uh, (laughs) Well, don't have have a TikTok. You're not hip Um, with the Zoomers yet? On Instagram, they can... Uh, you know, we're, we're in a weird age group or age year where I, I don't know if we really fit with the Zoomers or the millennials. So no, I'm, I am not on TikTok, but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at T Felix. And I am also on the Instagram and the Twitter at T L E D U C 32. Um, until next time, guys, we just thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you soon.